Like all great stories, our story begins in the dark. And the name of this world is Iglesias. Oh my god. I feel bad? No, me, yeah. Yes, me. Alright, yeah, please. I uh I united all the animals. I could tell, I could tell. My name is Teg. I'm looking good, feeling clean. Yeah, I'm real. That Teg gets me jacked. <laughs> so, Alexander Trey Hager, when last we left you, you were walking up the ramp into the arena. Made a friend, made an enemy out of the gate. I threatened to like teabag somebody in the weapons room without even realizing that the guys that I'm going to be with are actually my allies for this fight. Absolutely. You managed to make a friend in Teg, and you also managed to make an, what we seem to think is an enemy. So far, yes, you did tell him that you were going to teabag him. His name is Kix. Right now, Alexander Trehager is armed. You have a sword. You've got brass knuckles with some blades on either end. So you're pretty well armed. You're going into the arena. What you know so far is that you are what the slave master told you in the room before is that you are reenacting the battle of Falls Bridge. So that's pretty much all you know. Alexander Trehager, you're walking with your group up the ramp. You get up to the top. Any last things you want to do before you get into the arena itself? Okay, the white-haired guy's not with me anymore. No, he's gone. He's in the door behind you. And behind there's just the soldiers behind us are the only other people. There are no soldiers behind you. It's just a locked door and you guys all alone in the ramp. On the way up the ramp before we get there. Yep. Just quick huddle up. How do you initiate that? We don't, we don't even have to stop. Guys, listen. Let's get out there. Let's kick some ass. Have some fun. But let's do our best up there and fucking kill our way out of this. A couple of the guys are kind of still walking, like ignoring you. But then there's also five or six guys that are kind of looking around at each other like, this is it. This is it. There's some tears. You can see a couple guys have tears welling in their eyes. Of course, Teg is standing strong. He said he was a warrior. That kicks guy is walking his way up the ramp. He's now way ahead of you. Looks like he's just going into battle. Other than that, a couple of the guys are, you know, a little bit inspired. There's no greater glory than to die knowing you're a free man. Bam, I'm gonna start hitting my chest. Oh, oh. A couple of the other slaves join you. Oh. Just marching our way up. This is what I wanna see. You get to the top of the ramp, you come to the archway, and there you see it, the arena. You see banners, you see trumpeters, and you see a packed house. There's thousands of people in attendance. And the moment you guys come up the ramp into the arena, step foot on the grounds of the arena, the crowd just erupts in cheer. Yeah, yeah! The trumpet's sounding, the drums are rolling. Do, 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 do. It's totally awe-inspiring for you guys. Beautiful day. Just beautiful. Beautiful day to die. Beautiful day to die, gentlemen. The arena itself has white walls surrounding it. The walls themselves are about 15 feet high before you actually see spectators. And a lot of the spectators are kind of hanging over the sides, you know, like banging on the walls with their hands and stuff. There's banners everywhere. There's vendors, you know, walking around selling turkey legs and, and chicken heads and orc toenails and stuff like that. Okay, I do actually have a question here. Sure. And I don't know if you can or can't answer this question. You, you can eat orc toenails. You can't. If they fry well, okay. them in butter. You can eat them. They soften up a little bit? Mm -hmm. Okay, they're tough to get through. No one's told you this information, but I'm just letting you know that the arena doesn't happen every single day. This is something that happens. This is a special event. Okay, okay. I think I can gather that from how all out this is. Right. This happened every day 
people would not be as pumped. Right. It's very colorful. Very colorful. People in the stands are wearing, like, looks like different kind of jerseys almost. Different sections. There's like a silver section, a green section. There's one section where everyone has like wings on their backs. This, all this kind of stuff is really alien to you. But you guys walk into the... Uh, are we wearing colors, by the way? You guys are just wearing your blue tunics. So it's blue. Uh, is there a blue tunic section? There is There's no blue to speak of. Okay, never mind. There's no blue color. Go on. There's every color but blue. You get up there, and what you see in the middle of the arena, and you can think of this as like a football field by a football field, okay? So it's, it's pretty big in size. In the middle of the arena, there looks like there's an artificial bridge that's been built. And it looks like it's almost on wheels. It's not a permanent feature. It's it's like a portable thing that they've just brought out there. It's right in the middle of the arena. When you walk out of the tunnel and walk up into the arena from the ramp, you're looking at one end of this bridge and the other end of the bridge leads to the other part of the arena. So you guys get up there for about 30, 40 seconds. You're all just soaking in the applause and the splendor from this. All of a sudden, this guy gets up on this lectern at one corner of the stadium. He's this orator, kind of heavy set. He gets up, he says, Silence! Silence, everyone! Silence in the arena! Welcome to the arena! And, you know, everyone starts clapping, clapping like this. This is a professional orator. You can tell he's really good. He sounds great. He's got skill. He's got a lot of skill. He says arena a lot, but other than that, I mean, he's not bad. Do? We are reenacting today the battle at Falls Bridge! Are you aware of what happened at the Battle of Falls Bridge? No, I'm not very clear on this particular... I mean, I know a little bit. I know there was a lot of death, a lot of destruction. Would you like to spout lore on it, or would you just like to let's keep moving on? Yeah, I'm going to spout some lore. Great. Some, yeah. So. so spout lore is one of these moves where Alexander Trehaguer can try to recall in his memory somehow to see if he knows anything about this battle in particular. So go ahead and roll 2d6, roll plus your intelligence. So it's a seven. A seven. I'm not very smart, everybody. I'm wise, not smart. You're thinking to yourself, I don't know anything about this battle. And then it hits you. Oh, that's right. I did see that one book in that store one time, The Battle of Fallsbridge. You managed to peek open the cover of the book. And what you saw in the cover was this drawing of like 50 to 100 dead orc bodies laid out over this bridge and a bunch of human knights. It's pretty much what I recalled. A lot of death and destruction. <laughs> On the side that I believe we are representing. So not happy about that. How wide is this bridge? The bridge is about 20 feet wide. Okay. And in terms of length, it's about 70 feet. Elevated about 8 feet off the ground. Anything underneath it? Just the white sand of the arena. The orator continues. Representing the orcs. Ah, slaves. Big boos across the arena. Things start being thrown at you guys. Little little, like chicken bone wings and no bottles, anything dangerous like that. You guys are getting hit with some litter from the crowd. The orator continues. Representing the victorious human forces are your gladiators. And this really sweet like trumpet solo comes out. And from out of one of these ramps walk up five gladiators. Okay, now each one of these gladiators, they come to the other side of the bridge from where you guys are, the opposite side, right? You want me to tell you what you see? Yeah, just describe these guys, what weapons, what armor. Yeah. Give me a lowdown. So each one of these guys really looks like an individual. Like, each one looks like a superstar in terms of gladiators. Personality. Right. Each one's got personality. Each one's got machismo. There is one lady. Oh. She has a bow. 
You also see one man who has like a big claymore. He's got a big beard and a big long sword. The orator starts to introduce these guys one by one. He says, the first gladiator. So he introduces the guy with the long sword. That guy gets a pretty big cheer. He introduces the lady with the bow. She comes out and like does this like spinning kick thing in midair. He introduces another guy who has a giant double bladed ax, but it's a double bladed ax on like one side. And then on the other end of the ax is another double bladed ax. So it's like a two double bladed ax thing. Doesn't seem very practical but he seems to be like spinning it in his arms and stuff like that. He's got really long red hair. So the guy with the double-bladed, double-sided axe has long hair. He has long red hair. He's just asking for an accident. <laughs> you see another guy who has a trident, got this long, thin, braided beard. It goes down, and he's just wearing a white Speedo almost, and he's got this long trident. No armor then? No armor for that guy. And then the last guy you see has just, he's got this big long cloak on and they call his name and he like drops this cloak and he's just covered in knives. Like every orifice of his body has got like a tiny little knife in it. Oh. Yeah. Not in him. Like he's got like <laughs> oh. little <laughs> little pockets and stuff where he keeps knives. Okay. <laughs> no, he doesn't like fall to the ground and die. So all of these guys get pretty much equal amount of applause. Keep in mind there's about 11 of you slaves. I don't think any of us are, in, uh, like, a few of us clearly, like me, Kix, Teg, well, clearly we're better trained than everybody else, or we, at least we have some semblance of training, mm -hmm. but everybody else does not look so good. Mm -hmm. The orator says, let the game begin! Oh. <laughs> Silence falls over the crowd. The gladiators start walking up the bridge. Kicks the guy with the bald hair, just kind of shorter. He starts walking up the bridge. What do you do? Where is this lady like gladiator? Where is she? Lady gladiator. She's actually in the back of all the gladiators who are walking up the bridge right now. And you can see her. She's kind of arming an arrow into her bow. The rest of the slaves start to slowly kind of reluctantly walk up. A couple of them are like shaking. You can hear the swords rattling in their hands. Okay, I'm going to march up and I'm going to look at Teg. Teg, what are you thinking right now? I'm going for the one with the fire hair. Tag's got a target. That's fine. I'm gonna stick to Tag's right. I'm eyeing right now. I'm eyeing the right side of the bridge. Okay. Because the bridge is elevated. The bridge is slightly elevated. Like I said, it's not very high off the ground. It's about eight feet off the ground. If you were to fall off the edge of it, you would fall eight feet. So I'm eyeing that section right now, but I'm gonna follow on his right, diagonally behind him, slightly on his right. Okay, sounds good. Okay. You guys start walking up the bridge. Bow Lady does this like jump in midair, kind of turns sideways and fires an arrow and it just hits one of the slave guys right in the throat. And he's just like, this blood just pss, and the crowd goes, oh! Okay, how close am I to the bridge now? You're on the bridge. We're on the bridge? You're on the bridge now. I'm, ho I'm gonna hop off the side of the bridge. Okay, you hop off the side of the bridge. You kind of hear this, oh, coming from the entire crowd. Now I dash underneath the bridge, furthest back to the closest on their side. You're running to the other side of the bridge for where the gladiators are, but yeah. underneath the bridge. Underneath the bridge. Once you do that and you start running under the bridge a little bit, you start hearing this ching, 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 and now the combat has started and the crowd is like, yeah! Now the crowd is like 100% volume because the action has started. So you're running underneath the bridge right now. The bridge underneath it has got all these different pylons that are supporting the bridge up. Not very wide beams or anything like that, but there's a lot of them still running. 
Oh, well, have I made it to the other side now? You're about halfway there. I'm gonna keep on going. Okay, you keep on going. All of a sudden, to the left of the bridge, you see a body hop down. Boom, onto the ground. It looks like the knife guy. How close am I to the other side now? You are now about 20 feet away. I'm gonna run up out from under the bridge, close as I can to their side, and then run up onto the bridge behind them. Go ahead and roll 2d6 plus your dexterity. Seven. A seven, nice. Knife guy pulls out two knives at the same time, throws them at you through these beams. One of them hits one of the beams, but another one comes right for you. You manage to duck out of the way of it. In doing so, you have to drop your short sword. Shit. Now you're to the other end of the bridge. How far back is my short sword? It's about 15 feet. Oh, damn it. To go back and get it, he's going to have another shot at you with his throwing daggers. Can I go up topside? Yes, you can. Once you get up around to the top, you see your fellow slaves locked in combat with the gladiators, and it doesn't look like it's going too well. You see Kix, he's duking it out with Trident Guy, so he looks like he's handling his own. He's punched the Trident Guy in the face a couple times. You can see he's got a bloody nose, quite a bit of blood running down his chest, and the Kix Guy is just kind of like jumping around, dodging his Trident stabs. You see Teg circling the Battle Axe Guy. The Battle Axe Guy is kind of spinning his axe. And meanwhile, everyone else is really getting their ass kicked by bow lady and longsword guy. Just from when you run up from behind, one of the slaves get his head chopped off, which gets a huge roar from the crowd. Who am I closest to right now? Longsword guy. He's facing away from me? Yeah, he's got his back turned to you. Describe the armor on the back of his head area. The armor on the back of his head, he is not wearing a helmet. Do I have anybody's attention at this point? At this point, no, you're probably getting tracked down by knife guy, but you haven't seen him yet. I'm going to run up to longsword guy, pop up quick, and with the brass knuckles, I'm just going to go straight down to the top of his head with one of the blades. Nice. Just bring the full weight of my body right down to the top of his head. You run up from behind this guy. He's duking it out with one of the other slaves. Roll 2d6 plus your strength. Four. Oh, no, no, no. That's a five. I don't know if that makes a difference. It does not. <laughs> oh. So you run up from behind, knife guy pops up, behind you! Sword guy manages to turn around just in time and give you a nice kick to the chest. And now, knife guy has a clear shot right at you. So knife guy's right next to you, sword guy now has your attention, so you got two gladiators who are bearing down on you. What do you do? Am I near to where I left my sword? On your the sword ground? is back on the ground. Am I lined up to near where it is? Yeah. On top of the bridge? On top of the bridge, yeah. You're pretty close to it. Okay, I'm going to pop over the side of the bridge. Jump back over? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sounds good. Roll 2d6. This guy's throwing daggers at you again. He's got a lot of them. He's got about 80 left. How are you going to dodge these? Or you just want to take them? Or try to grab them in midair? No, 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 no. So he's throwing them at me before I've even started to run? No, you turn to start to run, and you can see out of the corner of your eye that he's cocking one of his throwing daggers. I'm going to use some of my ranger reflexes here and then just sort of slide drop to the ground, timing it so that like I slide down towards the edge still, but dropping low. From what I understand, this is like a rock star sliding on a guitar riff. Just laying even my back further back than a rock star. It's more like an Angelina Jolie in like salt technique, if you ever saw that movie. I imagine like in Wanted, when she like goes under the tunnel in the subway. Yeah, very similar to that, where I'm getting super low. The knife hits you in the head and you die. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> he aimed low. Roll 2d6 plus your dexterity for this. Eight plus one's a nine. Right on. You manage to pull off this maneuver quite successfully. You get over the side of the bridge and land, but your sword is gone. 
knife guy. <laughs> so you're now back on the ground, off the other side of. The okay, I'm gonna just head back up top. Like you want right to try to jump back up or run back around? Uh, I'm gonna run back around. I think. Yeah, buy you, myself some time. You can hear one faint voice from the crowd say, "Deja vu," and I just shout back, "And fuck you too." <laughs> That gets a, oh, from okay. that little group that heard that guy say that. Am I winning their favor? Was that like a moment? Like, this guy could, like, he could talk some shit. That's the silver group. Those guys are all wearing silver. So, you know, that, that was like a, oh, that was kind of cool. Okay, well, I'm going to point at them after they woo. A couple of people give you a thumbs up. Okay, okay. So the, you kind of, when you do peer up into the crowd, half the people are really invested and the other half are kind of talking to their friends or like eating at this point or like drinking beer. Okay, I got to do something flashy, get their attention. I see, I see. Can I, by the way, can I sense Frank, my wolf, at all? What do you mean sense? Well, I do have like a bond, like a spiritual almost uh, connection with Frank. Right. I can kind of feel Frank, not anywhere in the world, in a relatively close proximity. It's like his life energy or something is connected to mine, both because we're brothers and because he is my spirit wolf. Here's what happens. You're running around the other side of the bridge. You just got done looking at the crowd. And all of a sudden, it's been, there's been no wind in the arena. And then you feel this, this very soft, cool breeze hit your face. You see the banners in the arena for just a second kind of extend outward and then die again. And you're hit with this overwhelming sense that Frank is here and he's angry. Oh. This kind of reinvigorates you with like a new sense of, oh, fuck yeah. Cool, cool. So I'm feeling good. I'm like, oh, come on, Frank, where are you? I need you. Knife guy has now run down to the base of the bridge. He goes, stop running. Okay, so he's on my side base of the bridge? Yes. How close am I to knife guy right now? About 10 feet away. 10 feet away? Okay, I'm charging knife guy. So I'm running head on to knife guy and making small juke moves right and left as I'm going about a foot right and left all like up to him and I'm gunning for his I'm gunning for his crotch right now. Okay? Okay. Okay. Yeah, so you're making these little juke moves. He's throwing knives at you. He's doing like little backhands and throwing them between his legs and stuff to try to fake you out. Okay. He throws about nine knives at you, believe it or not, in 10 feet of running. He's extremely quick. Oh my God. You manage to dodge all of them, but roll 2d6 plus your strength. So nine. All right, you go up, you hit him right in the fucking crotch. Boom, you get a ooh. Okay, by the way, this is knife point. This is oh, knife this was point. knife point. Yeah, I'm going, same, same deal reverse of what I did. Roll your damage die. The ranger has a 1d8 damage die, so the maximum amount of damage he can do is eight damage. Eight. Just right into this dude's fucking balls to his dick. You can feel genital mutation as you drive your knife into his balls, into his body. You just see the life disappear from his eyes. He's just... I just grab his throat with my left hand and just hold him there. Squeeze his throat tight. Do you lift him off the ground? Yeah, you better believe. I just start to lift him up at this point. He's dead. Okay, I just rip it out from his crotch. Blood, just intestines just start pouring out the bottom of him. And I just throw him back onto the sand, point over to the silver section. Deja vu. They're all stunned. Everyone, they've stopped eating. They've stopped drinking beer and they just watched. Did you just see that? Holy shit. He just took out a gladiator. A couple of the slaves were running away from the gladiators on the bridge. They see what you did. They look at each other and they're like, yeah, and they charge back into battle. One of them is immediately killed by the bow lady, but Always. the other one comes back into the battle. So you managed to inspire some of your troops there. What's your next plan? 
I grab several knives from this guy's body. First of all, I stash a couple in my ranger thong, and then I slip a few into my waistband, as well as grabbing one just to hold in my offhand. When you lift up your tunic to storm in your, your ranger thong, you get a couple of <laughs> from the crowd. Real, like, real quick, like, ow! You know, okay. Because you gotta flash a lot of skin. Oh, I know. I give him a wink. That one's on the house. You managed to pick up four knives to stow away for the future, and you now have another one in your hand. Now, these aren't like long daggers. These are like tiny little throwing daggers. Iron Greatsword guy has now noticed what you've done to his gladiator friend. I'm coming for you next! As he rips his sword out of the stomach of one of the slaves. Just keeping track of all the dead slaves. How many you got left? Right now, so there was 11 of us total. Yep. So far, I've seen four slaves die. <laughs> Just not even, no contest, it seems. Yep. Okay, I'm going to shout back to that longsword guy. Death by dick amputation it is. Walk up to the top of the bridge now. He lifts his sword over his head, charging at you. How far is he? At this point, he's about 15 feet away from you. 15 feet? Yep. Okay. You're on the bridge now. So I got skills with ranged weapons. I'm going to grab one of the daggers, just the one I'm holding, and I'm going to take a toss. Again, describe this guy's armor. He, Like I said, he has no helmet on. He's got no his helmet, big sword. Yeah. He looks like he's got leather padded armor on, so right over his shoulders, he's got leather down. And then he's wearing what looks like a chainmail kilt. Okay. And then he's got big shin guards on, big boots. His arms are exposed, like his huge, pulsing sweaty, glorious biceps are exposed. Other parts of his body are covered. Okay, I'm taking a toss at his arm. Okay. Yeah, uh, his right arm. Great. Another ranger has a move for this called called shot, I believe, where you can target specific body parts. Is that correct? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. It only works in the case of a defenseless or surprised enemy at range. Okay, this guy is not defenseless or surprised. Yeah, so I don't think it works here. Okay, moving on. Okay. <laughs> So, but I am, I am taking a shot. Okay. Yeah. Roll 2d6 plus your dexterity. Holy fuck. It's just a three. You throw this dagger. And remind me one more time, you had your brass knuckles in which hand? Brass knuckles are in my right hand. Yeah. So you're, you threw this left-handed. You're yeah. a ranger though. So you can, you're pretty I'm ambidextrous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you threw this left-handed and honestly wasn't your best toss. It goes right past his neck and his arm, like right in between there flies and hits one of the slaves like right in the throat dead kill this guy doesn't he just kind of hit, gets hit in the throat and he's like ah, 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 and he's kind of like drops his weapon and he's trying to pull it out of his throat and another slave is like don't pull it out don't pull it out <laughs> if there's one thing i've learned in all my travels you do not pull out something like that he's like ah, ah. oh my god like i spitting up blood i feel bad <laughs> Because it's not, it wasn't even just a miss. It was like a miss to a friend. You can kind of hear him saying like, who threw it? I kind of like look around really quick. Like, who threw that? <laughs> the dagger has not phased iron guy at all, or iron sword, great sword guy at all. Iron guy. He's right. made of iron. Right. Comes running at you. He takes a huge swing. Describe this swing for me really quick. Is he taking it for right to left, mid, mid body for me? Over the top. Over the top of his head, like, coming straight down. Like, you actually see him jump and get a little bit of air. And he, like, comes down like a boom. Like a big power attack downward. I'm dodging to my right. So, away from the underside of the bridge. Roll 2d6 plus your dexterity. 10. Nice. Okay. I would like to mention before. So, you dodge out of the way of that. But now, Alexander Trehager rolled a snake eyes on that roll before. 
And kind of our little deal that we have is like anytime snake eyes are rolled, something really bad happens. It's Not the only lowest do you, you fail, get. but it's the lowest of the low, right? When he rolls double sixes, it's pretty much the best of the best that he can get. On this, it looks like he got a solid 10, so that means you had a successful roll. You kind of slide out of the way. A little bit of dust kind of like flies up from your, your shoes when you do it. People are like, ooh, in the crowd. And he kind of goes running and definitely thought he was going to hit you, and he starts stumbling towards the bottom of the bridge. So now I'm gonna come up, run up behind him, like I did last time, and then take another stab with the blade of the- uh, Brass knuckles? Brass knuckles, yeah, yeah, sorry. With the blade of the brass knuckles is not a sentence said easily. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm gonna take another stab, it's right at like the back of his head now. You don't even have to roll for this because he he missed you so bad that he like stumbled and he's like, oh, where the fuck is he? Roll your damage die. Two. All right, where did you stab him? Top of the head. Okay, you aim for the soft spot at the top of the head. That would have been really nice, but you managed to get him like in the shoulder blade. Okay, okay. you can hear like cartilage like snap in there when you get into the shoulder. And he's just kind of like, oh, yeah. And he spins around real quick. Do you pull it out or you keep hanging on to him? He's a pretty big guy. He's taller than you are. I'm gonna use some of my dexterous moves to keep on digging this thing in to his arm. Nice. Okay, so you're gonna keep on stabbing him. Right now you're like latched onto, latched onto his, his shoulders. Back. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just gonna keep on at it onto his his right, right? I, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, stab him right, the right there. Just keep on going until it's just mush. Nice. Okay. Go ahead and roll 2d6 plus your dexterity because you're trying to hang on. You're trying to be a ranger and stab this fucking guy. Okay, so seven. Right on. You can keep stabbing this guy. I'm going to offer you a choice here. Okay. You can hang on and keep stabbing this guy and keep delivering damage to him. You might even kill him. There's another one of the slaves who's running up who sees you in trouble. He doesn't even know if you're in trouble or not, but he sees you and he's coming up to help. The greatsword guy is going to fucking kill this guy. So you can either save the slave or keep stabbing him. Before I make this choice, how bad is this guy hurt? Was his right Greatsword? arm? Yeah. Was his right arm dominant? Probably not going to be able to use it at all. Because okay. you stabbed him like right in the shoulder. I'm gonna I'm gonna save the slave. I'm not a bad guy. What is the point of getting out of this if everyone's dead? Nice. I can't do it. I want to be a hero of the people. You manage to hop off Greatsword Guy's back. How do you save him? The Greatsword Guy with his left hand takes a swing at the guy who's coming towards you. I'm gonna jump off and grab the slave, throw him down to the ground so we can dodge under. Nice. So you do that, the guy misses, the slave gets on the ground with you and he goes. I was just trying to help. Without missing a beat, I'm gonna pop around and then take another crotch shot. Nice. Yeah, knife knife point again. Please. Nice. Yeah, of course. Roll that, roll that. 2d6 plus your strength. Okay, so nine. Nice. Okay, now roll your damage die. One. <laughs> you got a one. You go up and you stab him right in the groin. Like, right, because he's got a kilt on. Sure. So you're going to have to reach underneath his kilt to avoid his kilt armor, basically chain mail. So you, like, get under there, and you go up, and you hit him right where his groin is. Right? Okay. And he just looks at you, and he goes, I lost that a long time ago. And then he back slaps you, like, backhands you with the back of his hand. Roll 1d10. He lost his dick. This guy, he so has nothing when I made that threat, he was like, done and done. Okay, so it was a seven. Okay. He bitch slaps you across the face after telling you that he has no dick. Hardest news to hear. Tough news, tough news. He takes seven damage. Y- your nose gets broken. 
Your nose kind of like gets split over to the side and you fall onto the bridge. We're going to leave it there for episode two. Oh, we'll never know. Alexander Trejaguer is in the middle of the fight of his life. He's in the arena right now. He managed to take out one of the gladiators quite successfully. He seems to be winning over portions of the crowd. But we'll see you next episode if he's able to come out of this alive. Thanks for watching. Listening. Fuck! You've been listening to a Rival Podcast Club production. To find out more information or to check out our other shows, please visit rivalpodcastclub.com.